What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sives. Did I do that right? I don't even know anymore. Um, but what is up? How are you? How are you doing? Hold on. I need to like lift up this microphone because I feel like I'm like slouching to to talk to you guys. Hold on. Oh my god, I'm like balancing this microphone on one hand because I am amazing. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right, guys, we're here. We're here. We're queer. Um <laughs> and is this loud? Is this loud? It's loud to me. Okay. So I put on a put on this uh Sowin Sowin uh playlist um for meditation and for sowin or sowin um if you don't know what that is well (laughs) welcome because you're here to find out um but first and foremost welcome to third eye sives i am natalia your host and this is a podcast for probably everything and anything no um (laughs) mainly um we talk some we talk some good stuff here guys we talk some spirituality we talk some esoteric knowledge we talk some philosophy we talk conspiracies we talk all of it and it's a good conversation guys we we don't we don't really have any biased opinions here it's more like what the hell is this what is this meat suit that we are sitting in and how do we survive this so welcome uh we're all human here so it's it's gonna get good now how are you guys doing how are you doing this month has been crazy for me honestly what what did we talk about last week Taoism. we did talk about Taoism last week um well it's the end of the month guys tomorrow well today is october 30th um all hallows eve tomorrow is halloween october 31st here in america and we're gonna be talking a little bit about that about it and you know we kind of mentioned previously a little bit about Samhain or Sowin, however you want to pronounce it um or Samhain as some may pronounce it how I've pronounced it for years um and I don't know if that's like Sam like Samhain I don't I don't think that's correct I mean I feel like I've heard somebody say it and then maybe that's why I was pronouncing it like that but then this whole time I'm like wait is Samhain and Samhain something completely different but Samhain is spelled Samhain so I don't know if I was pronouncing it wrong I probably was um but yeah we're gonna be talking a little bit about that um it's nine in the morning right now it's actually about to be 10 I'm getting a late start on the day um my cat hawk who actually just got spayed slash neutered whatever the hell uh yesterday and she's a psychopath you know she just got her insides ripped open and taken out and she's here running around jumping up and down banging into stuff like it's been it's been stressful guys but if you know me and you've heard my most previous episodes stress is not my cup of tea at the moment um but yeah so anyways it is it is about to be halloween tomorrow halloween is one of my favorite holidays um next to christmas honestly i think i always would say halloween was my favorite holiday ever 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 and then um i started gravitating a lot towards christmas over the years um i don't know why i think it's just so pretty it's so nice and comfy um but i always have loved halloween um so yes we're gonna be talking about that um and yeah anyways back to back to uh you guys how are you doing how how has this month been for you how is this month closing up for you um are you taking care of yourself are you drinking water as my aunt loves to remind me that i say um 
are you eating healthy? Are you taking care of your mental health? Are you trying not to get stressed out like me? Um, <laughs> are you going outside? Are you enjoying the new weather? Um, if the seasons change wherever you are, if it's getting colder, if it's getting hotter, maybe it's getting hotter where you are. Maybe you're moving from the cold to the hot. That'd be very interesting. If you are, I would love to talk to you and, and see how that's going for you because that sounds pretty cool. Um, somebody on the other side of the world because I know there are listeners right now um, who are on the other side of the world. So maybe it's a tad bit different. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope you guys are well. I, I'm, I'm great. I'm hanging in there, guys. These pa- this past week was very odd since the last time we talked. You know, I, I, I may have mentioned, you know, I'm trying to get back into routine, you know, but mostly taking care of myself. Um, I've been doing yoga teacher training. Um, but this past week, it was really weird. I kind of spiraled down really fast. Um, and I didn't get anything done whatsoever except my work that was necessary. Um, and that was really it. It was it was kind of sad. I feel like I'm coming out of it now because, like, the way I'm talking right now, I seem like I'm in a pretty good mood. <laughs> but these past few days actually have been uh, pretty hard. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's the energy, maybe. Um, I mean, you know, you you guys hear me. I talk about astrology sometimes. You know, Mercury is in retrograde. Um, I think Mercury is in retrograde, I'm pretty sure. It just went into metrograde. Ret- metrograde <laughs> retrograde recently um mars is still in retrograde i believe i think it might be coming out soon um but anyways it could be something that has to do with that i don't know too much about that i just hear about it and then i learn about it and then kind of try to relay information to you guys but i'm not gonna be here be like this and that and that like i really don't know so it could be uh, an energetical thing with the planets um it could just be another or the continuous shift that is happening in consciousness at the moment. Those I am aware of. It's really weird. Like, when there's, like, kind of, like, a major energetic energetical shift, I, like, absolutely feel it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I, I later hear on about it, like, oh, we just went through this portal, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that fucking explains it. Um, but, but, um... it could be that i really i don't know it could be me trying to deal with the whole stress thing that's been happening um but either way i'm coming out of it guys but this past week i didn't really do anything um and yeah i've it's like it was kind of like this so if you didn't listen if you haven't heard my i think it's like my most previous three episodes um or if you're just new to the podcast i i broke out in hives literally the day of doing a podcast and i was freaking out over it because that's never happened to me before and it eventually turned out that it might have been mostly from stress which is very odd because i've never been stressed i don't think well i mean not that i've been aware of um enough for something like that to happen so i've kind of been on this you know self-healing journey like trying to take my time with stuff not overwork myself so by doing that i was putting more stuff on me to take care of myself it was really odd like i was like okay well i'm not gonna do anything that i don't want to do because it's just gonna stress me out and i'm gonna start doing more stuff that i want to do so then i start doing a bunch of stuff that i want to do but then i'm doing so much stuff that i want to do that i'm not getting the message that i need to take a rest and that was mainly the main message take a break or take a rest and I started getting back into like doing a bunch of stuff and it wasn't doing a bunch of stuff that I didn't want to do. It was doing a bunch of stuff that I did want to do, but at the same time, I'm still overworking myself. So I feel like 
the universe kind of like brought me back down for that reason because then like at the moment where i started picking up pace and doing a lot of stuff again um i got on my moon cycle which is a major sign to take a break and take a rest so once i got it i was like oh okay all right i get it i get it but then it kind that kind of just transitioned to like a really weird depression depression or depressive state um these past few days but I'm okay now. I'm, I'm okay now, guys. Do you see what's happening to me? I'm not. I'm not this type of person, but it's kind of like it's weird. It's coming in waves. It could be a phase in my life. I have no idea, but I'm just sharing it with you to let you guys know that you are not alone in weird, energetical shift, depressive things. Um, because I'm not really okay. Well, I don't want to say I'm not a depressed person because I've dealt with depression for many years. Um, but I'm not a depressive person. I'm not gonna like be walking around like ooh, like super sad and stuff. That was like me like, years ago when I was younger. Um. But I've completely moved on from that, especially when I found, like, well, mainly found spirituality and integrated it into my life and realized that I'm in complete control of my reality. I'm in complete control of my emotions and my mind and my thoughts. And once that started entering my life and I became fully aware of that, um, I completely transitioned out of that. Um, so to be in this kind of state is kind of odd because it kind of feels like it's my doing, but it kind of feels like it's like a timing thing and then like a message and it, i don't know it's all weird guys but anyways enough enough of me we, we have a lot of stuff to talk about we got a lot of stuff to talk about um so let's first start off wait should i put an ad in here i guess i'll put an ad in here let's go now okay so what we have to talk about today was number one sewing or sowing or samhain whatever it is that you want to call it if it's correctly pronounced, I'm going to say Samhain, 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 what do I, Samhain, 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 I guess I'm going to say Samhain, um, so Samhain, what is Samhain, so Samhain is the original Halloween, or where we get our Halloween from, now we're going to kind of talk a little bit about how we got Halloween, um, if you guys don't know how this all kind of happened, so Samhain is a holiday celebrated by um, the Celts or the Celtic uh, back way back then when, you know, they were all still in Europe and, you know, Celtics were, that, that was the thing. It's kind of like a dying thing now. I, I think I've asked a few Irish people, you know, if they're Celtic, but and, and they're not. Like, not, not a lot of uh, Irish people are Celtic anymore. Um, it's kind of like a dying religion or spirituality. Um but it is beautiful and it is very similar to paganism um it may actually be the original paganism i'm not too sure about that um but i think i think so i think so i'm not i haven't looked into it you could double check don't take my word for like oh that's the original paganism like i really don't know um but i would believe so because um a lot of ancient pagan traditions are also a lot of ancient celtic traditions so i think i think paganism may have stemmed from uh the celts but again don't take my word for that when i was younger um well okay so when i was younger maybe around eight maybe eight seven or eight or nine um i think maybe eight my mom had switched uh her religion from well, i guess catholicism to paganism or wiccan at the time and it was completely crazy for me because i had never heard of this um i was raised catholic but not very active um I mean, I didn't go to church every Sunday. I mean, sometimes I went to church on Sundays, like on random days. Um, or like Easter, we would go to church. And I think maybe Christmas Eve. But I feel like that was rare too. Um, so we weren't very active church members. Um, but I, I'm, I think my mom got like her first communion and all that 
catholic stuff and then i think my dad too maybe and then like when i was younger i remember they would tell me like oh you should get your communion and blah, blah, blah. like but why are you telling me this like you're the parent like i should well i'm gonna voluntarily at what seven years old walk into the church and be like i want my first communion i'm like i don't even know what that is you're it's the parents that enforce religion on children um wasn't very voluntary but um i never did any of that even though they talked about it when i was younger um but anyways when she switched to paganism and wiccanism um wiccanism is that even a word wiccanism wiccan um uh, it introduced me to different types of religions and spirituality because I know I like I don't know if I knew other religion. I think maybe I knew Jewish existed. Oh, actually, I of course I did because I actually went to an elementary school that was predominantly Hebrew, and I learned about you know dreidels and latkes and uh, Hanukkah and all that stuff. And I, I knew a lot of Hanukkah songs too, a lot of Jewish holiday songs because we would sing them at school. So I did know that uh, Judaism existed. Um, as well as Catholicism, I think I knew Christianity was different from Catholicism, but I knew that they were similar because they believed in God and Jesus, I think. I, I don't even know if that's, that's the, I think, okay, no, Christians believe in Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Catholics believe in Jesus, but they worship the cross. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that's like the difference. I don't really know. Um, but anyways, that kind of just put me on to other, other spiritualities. So even, so at the time when she first converted, um, I was very interested in paganism she was putting me on. She was bringing me to like these like cool pagan Wiccan stores and I would get like a spell book and, you know, she would kind of teach me this stuff as well, uh, as well as my aunt and my grandmother, because they also had gotten into this at the time. So I was learning about all this and I was super into it. I like wore pentacle and everything and I was super young. Like, I don't really know what it is, but I was very interested. It sounded very mystical and mythical, but they were making it seem real because it was their religion. It was what they were worshiping. So I was like, whoa, this is cool. This is real. Like, what is this? So I was very much interested in it. And I remember I would go to my mom's job. She would bring me to work with her and I would just play on the computer. But when I was playing on the computer, I would be researching all this information about paganism and the history of paganism and and the salem witches the the witch trials um and i would print out all this information i had like a bunch of papers from wikipedia and i would read up on the history of it i was very interested at the time so all this stuff i feel like i knew way more about when i was younger um but anyways that that was kind of like what i think i may have known about if the celtics were the pagans i don't know um but anyway Samhain or Samhain um or samhain whatever it it marks the end of the harvest season. It's kind of like the Celtic New Year. And um, it just marks summer's end. It basically means summer's end. And it was a festival that they would do to celebrate the end of the harvest season. So I think it would start today on uh, All Hallows Eve. And it would go on into November 1st or November 2nd. It's kind of like a three-day celebration. Um, and yeah, it was, the, it was the Celtic New Year. It was, it was the time between years. So now what um between the years so this time this time specifically like between today tomorrow and the next day and also it's very interesting we're kind of going to get into that right after i say this um but it's the time where the veil is the thinnest where the dead can walk the earth it is the time to communicate with the dead it's like the 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 thickness between dimensions thins very like very much and this is kind of where dia de los muertos comes in because now i don't know 
where where the correlation is between that because you know this is this is in mexico and this is something that the celtics celebrated so it's around the same time and it's both around the time where they say the veil is the thinnest where you can talk to the dead now these are two completely different cultures now it could be that maybe there was kind of a a meeting between them back then where they met and they shared cultures it could be somebody had came from one culture and spread the the news to the other culture or it can be kind of a universal knowing thing where religions around the world cultures around the world who had not met who had not communicated with their traditions and holidays and all of that had come to the conclusion that around this time the veil is the thinnest and we are able to communicate with the dead so that is also very interesting um so anyways, this was around the time, uh, the, during this time, they would uh, do bonfires. It would be like a bonfire festival. And they would create these bonfires to drive away the dead. So it's kind of different where, um, you know, in uh, Dia, de, Dia de los Muertos, they would um, have an altar with their family pictures. And this is also something that they do at Samhain, where there's a kind of a Samhain altar where you put pictures of your dead, um, pictures of your dead, um, of your dead family members, your dead friends, relatives, whatever it is, um, to kind of attract them. So there are different uh, traditions. I'm not really going to go into different things that they do um, to kind of communicate, but um, originally they created bonfires to drive away the dead so they, they can go back to where you know, they usually hang out, I guess, not, not on earth, um, but, so when this happened, uh, Catholicism was very much a big thing, and the Catholic Church had heard about, you know, these, these practices, or whatever the hell is going on in Samhain, so Catholicism, the church, merged it eventually, um, with Samhain, and they called it All Saints Day, and this was kind of a way for the church to, to get, get paganism out of here catholicism was the thing you know paganism was so last year so by saying like oh you know they celebrate this holiday the end of the year you know the end of the harvest season um and it was kind of based around the dead the dead walking the earth um they merged it with their holiday all saints day and it all has to do with communicating with the dead so this eventually became hollow mass now hollow mass means uh, holy hollow means holy or saintly so that's what the the church ended up calling it so it went from Samhain to hollow mass the holy or saintly day and then eventually turned into halloween right so the night before halloween is all hollow's eve and halloween came to america during the potato famine so this all was all happening in europe this is when catholicism was in europe the the celtics were in europe um but when the the irish had came to america during the potato famine they had brought halloween to america and they would do all this bad stuff they were like it was mostly um it wasn't even they were doing bad stuff. It was mostly, you know, playing tricks on each other. Um, they would steal gates off of, like, front gates from people's properties and stuff as a prank. Um, but eventually, by the 1930s, um, it, it kind of got became a dangerous holiday. Not a dangerous holiday, but more of, like, kind of, like, a... Uh, a bad like a bad holiday and more people were vandalizing rather than just playing tricks they were like you know actually vandalizing destroying stuff breaking stuff stealing stuff and 
they would in order to bargain they would the people of the houses that don't want their places vandalized they would give them treats and like candy and stuff so that they wouldn't vandalize their house and then they would just leave the house alone so then that eventually became into a thing where they would kind of bargain for candy instead of you know them playing tricks or you know vandalizing their stuff so that eventually became trick-or-treating where they would offer the treats instead of the tricks so it's kind of like i wonder if they were like all right, you're going to give me a treat or you're going to get a trick or like wh- however they said it back then um, to, to, you know, get their get their things. But then like now, now it's just it is what it is now. But it seems more interesting back then. Right. Like, don't you wish that you were around during that time to experience that kind of Halloween? So I love Halloween personally. Um, I'm originally from the East Coast. There is a thing in the East Coast called Devil's Night or um mischief night and i think devil's night is more what they call it in detroit i think it originally started in detroit and it is all hallows eve it is the night before halloween that you do bad ass stuff so um this is kind of a thing that's in the tri-state area um but even though detroit's not in the tri-state area i think that's where it originated um it is a thing they do in pennsylvania it is a thing they do in new york Uh, i think they might do it in new jersey that is those three states are the main tri-state area um but it's not very popular not many people not too many people know about it um but it is <laughs> it is the night before halloween that you do do bad stuff so you vandalize you slash tires break windows throw eggs rotten eggs at houses or cars um just like you know bad stuff tp houses and trees um and that would always excite me when i was younger i i remember the first year i wanted to participate um and it was just by myself. It wasn't even like I was going to go with like a group of people or anything like that. I was like, oh my God, I, I just want to do bad stuff. And I ended <laughs> the universe, this is so funny. I ended up getting really sick that night and I ended up not doing anything and I stayed home um, because I was so sick. So very interesting uh, thing there. But um, I never tried after that. Um, but I, I always loved Halloween. I always felt, I always feel more alive during during halloween just because like it feels like your inner inner wild person or i don't know that's just how i feel i'm like a werewolf speaking of halloween tomorrow night is a full moon guys and not only is it a full moon it is a full super harvest moon it is the end of the harvest season and it is a full moon this is so powerful guys now i'm not very much of an astrologer type person but I absolutely see how powerful this is. The energy that comes from a full moon. So full moon, new moon is a time to begin new things, begin new, um, you know, adventures, endeavors, um, start envisioning what you want for the month or for that week. Um, It's a great time for manifesting and implanting visions for what you want right but the full moon the full moon is the conclusion of the things you know we're closing off we're kind of reaping the benefits of what we had sowed from the new the new moon so we're seeing an end of the cycle an end of the harvest season and it's closing off with a full moon so it's very powerful it's very auspicious um and it's just a very great time i feel like a lot of crazy stuff is going to happen the veil is the thinnest and we have a full moon there's going to be crazy people out maybe who knows who knows um but i i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't put it past anybody um the waves of the moon are very powerful so with that being said i'm very excited that it is halloween eve tomorrow's halloween um and yeah it's very exciting i'm 
curious to know are you guys gonna like with this whole covid thing you know nobody's really gonna be trick-or-treating but then i'm wondering are people gonna be trick-or-treating i feel like nobody i haven't seen candy and uh, shelves or anything i feel like they're they're not um they're trying to make people not trick-or-treat because of covid um so i haven't seen too much candy anywhere but i've seen like halloween decorations so i don't i think they're discouraging people from going out and doing stuff um but i hope i find something uh or me and Justin are just going to walk around dressed up and be weirdos because we're cool. Um, so, yeah, that's that. I hope you guys have a wonderful Halloween. And let's let's continue on what, what we're going to talk about. So, I did pull a card today. Um, I pulled from the Native Spirit Deck Oracle Cards from Denise Lynn. And it was very interesting. I pulled this card earlier. I think I was shuffling it and it flew out. But I was like, I wasn't going to pick a card that flew out. So, I just like put it back in and then I shuffled it. And then like... I think I eventually got the card again or something. I, I think I just got it again. And I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. I was right the first time. So the card that we had gotten is the Vision Quest card. Now this card, what it looks like is, it just looks like a bunch of rocks and then a horizon behind it. So it's kind of like you're in the middle of like a rocky desert, like in the middle of nowhere, but there's like mountains of rocks and stuff. And then behind it is the either setting sun or rising sun. So now what this card means is sacred seeker take time away from people and situations step back withdraw inner truth is emerging in stillness but first you need to retreat know that you're guided look for your answers in different ways the answers are around you watch for signs in the coming day trust that your life is being directed so i think this is very interesting because as the end of the harvest season it is the marking of the beginning of winter right now fall winter this is the time of hibernation of going within right so this card and it was funny because as i'm shuffling the card i'm saying what do we need to know for this harvest mood for the end of the harvest for the beginning of winter and it is telling us to take time away from people and situations inner truth is emerging but we need to retreat so it's a it's very much about going within ourselves taking time to retreat take time for ourselves to listen to find out what we actually want now your native spirit wants you to know in earth-based cultures larger visions of life are often answered on vision quests or solo retreats in nature now questions such as who am i what am i meant to do with my life what is my mission and my purpose in life? Those are often answered on quests of various kinds. Even if you don't have burning questions, with this, when this card chooses you, it's telling you to take time away from your ordinary life. Take time to explore the depths of your soul. Your soul knows the truth. Take time to quietude to discover what it is. The answers to your questions are all around you, but you must be still to hear these messages. So it's very interesting to hear this as well because more now than ever, and I feel like, you know, I can't be alone in this because I have said stuff and I have a lot of you tell me that, you know, the same the same themes are happening in your life at the moment so at the moment i've it's like every time i try to go out 
not go out physically but you know do stuff take action right the universe keeps forcing me and pulling me back inside with myself making me deal with things with myself now that is a a major thing right now with mercury retrograde mercury retrograde makes a lot of past things come up a lot of past Things that you may have not thought of or may not have dealt with may be coming up in your mind, in your dreams, and it's forcing you to look at them since you haven't dealt with them. So that is what this, the, the vision, this is a vision quest card. It is telling you it is time to go on a vision quest, to go on one of these quests or solo retreats in either nature or within yourself at home. <laughs> um so the journey what it's telling you is to spend time alone preferably in nature without your cell phone and the internet and even without pencil and paper or a book simply be listen to the world around you be still watch for signs open your heart to receive messages from the divine it's very interesting guys it said even without pencil and paper or a book. You may think as reflection as a time, you know, sit down, journal, read, learn, you know, but this is a time to go within, deep within yourself. Meditation. Meditation is key. Even if you don't exactly meditate, just sitting with yourself, sitting with your thoughts, observing your thoughts. What is coming up? What is in your mind? What is in your body? What is in your soul? So, wonderful card guys wonderful card it is time to go within it is the end of the harvest season we are moving into winter we are moving into a time of going deeper within ourselves and learning more about ourselves and the things that we need to deal with so for today's lesson um i don't you know i thought a lot about it and I have been wanting to talk about Hinduism, so that is what we're going to be talking about. Um, last week's episode was on Taoism. Um, probably my my main one of my main spiritual paths next to Bhakti Yoga, which is a sect of Hinduism, I guess you could say. Um, so we talked a little bit about well, one the main one, Taoism. That is my my love, I my heart, Taoism, <laughs> the Tao. It's beautiful. Please listen to last week's episode if you haven't already. Um, it is amazing. Um, I also decided to do a thing where I, I'm going to read a quote from the Tao in every episode just because I love the Tao so much. And it's amazing to just listen to. So just to hear a quote from it and a reminder, and it could tie into your life. It's just, I'm just going to open up, since I have a physical book now, actually, I'm just going to open up a random page and read um, uh, a verse from it. Not right now, but in the end of every episode. So getting into his, Hinduism, I did not write anything down for this. I did not... Um, I didn't plan any of this. I'm just going to go from the top of my head what I know about Hinduism um, from my studies, from my practices. Um, so we're not, it's not going to, that's why I was deciding whether or not I should talk about it since I didn't really dive deep into planning it. Um, I can do a more in-depth episode of Hinduism or specifically uh, like certain topics in Hinduism. But I'm going to, since Hinduism is such a broad, it's such a broad thing to talk about. It was kind of hard to, you know, plan a whole thing because it would have to be the whole episode. And I did want to talk a little bit about Samhain um, and, you know, Halloween and Hallows Eve. So, um that that kind of i knew that was going to take up some time and i don't want to keep doing long ass episodes for you guys i want to i want to keep everything you know give you give you your hour for the week um and and that is that so 
getting right into it. I'm getting right into it. Should I put on some? Should I put on some? Uh, some? Oh my gosh! I was gonna say some. Uh, let's see how fast I can get it. Some chill, chill namaste. It is uh It's a really cool uh, song thing I like to play. Wait, I don't think it's chill. Namaste. Oh yeah, it is. Namaste. Chill out. All right. Pause the Samhain music. Let's get into this. Okay. So, Hinduism. Hinduism. Oh my gosh. What is Hinduism? Let me. Let, let, I need to. Let's let's start this off a little bit with a uh, a Google a Google definition. A Google definition. Okay. Hinduism. Do, 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 do. Hinduism, a major religious and cultural tradition of South Asia, which developed from Vedic religion. Okay. I, all right. I guess. <laughs> like. Um, okay. Nobody's really. Okay. Hinduism is an Indian religion and Dharma or way of life. It is the world's third largest religion with over 1.25 billion followers and 15 to 16% of the global populate population are known as Hindus. Am I, am I in that, that percentage? Who knows? Um, okay. So this is, this is, uh, okay. Hinduism is the old, the world's oldest religion, according to many scholars with roots and customs dating back more than 4,000 years today with about 900 million followers. Wow. Hinduism is the third largest religion behind Christianity and Islam. Roughly 95% of the world's Hindus live in India. Okay. So this is very statistical stuff. Um, what I'm going to tell you is, yes, Hinduism is known as the world's oldest religion. Now, it wasn't originally called Hinduism. It was actually called uh, Sanatana Dharma, which means um, the, what is it? The old, the last teaching or the last, the last teaching or the last knowledge or something like that. Sanatana Dharma the last the last teaching or the oldest teaching or the ancient teaching or something like that um and this is basically it's the first it's the first religion it is where it is the first religion where all religions branched out from so buddhism buddhism actually came from hinduism um I don't, I don't want to say, like, this also came from Hinduism, this also came from Hinduism, because I really don't know, but I do know Buddhism came from Hinduism. Um, and actually, the Buddha, so, I don't want to go, the, the Buddha, okay, so, I'll, I'll get into that, I'll hold, hold my spot there, while talking about the Buddha. So, anyway, Sanatana Dharma, or Hinduism, um, is one of the oldest religions. Now, to kind of break it down, in a way, the major belief system. How that's that's where we'll start off. The major belief system. What do they believe in? Now, as you may have heard, um, Hinduisms or Hindus believe in many, many gods. There are thousands of gods. Thousands of gods. That's insane, right? Um, but it's not like how you think, where there's a sun god, there is a water god. Um, there may be actually, um, but it's not really. You know, it's specified as you know certain people like that like as you would say maybe greek mythology or even pagan religions um where there is a sun god an earth god a tree god um those kind of things so 
what it is it's so interesting because it's all it's kind of like all a metaphor it's like so literal but also a metaphor at the same time so let's talk about this and all the gods and what is this right so all the gods that hindus hindus actually believe in they all are one god so all of these thousand gods they are all branches of the same tree so what it is that they're actually worshiping is the tree or the roots of the tree right the original seed so what is this tree what is this seed you may have heard me mention it it is brahman brahman with an n at the end b-r-a-h-m-a-n brahman and brahman what brahman is is the Tao. it is the all-encompassing source it is the nothingness and everythingness it is the creator and non-creator the destroyer the preserver it is the darkness the light the heavens the hell literally everything and nothing it is the Tao. it is god the universe and everything that we cannot comprehend it is the incomprehensible so that is brahman and that is that is sanatana dharma that is the the source of sanatana dharma it is that is what this is basically now where the gods come in since we cannot comprehend brahman since we cannot comprehend the Tao, the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. when we speak of the Tao, when we speak of brahman we are not actually speaking of brahman because it is incomprehensible when we speak of brahman we are only speaking of what we can comprehend of brahman which is not brahman at all because it is incomprehensible so in order for us to try and perceive of what God actually is, since we can't actually, God is beyond time and space, and we can only think within time and space, we have to try to create a way to perceive God. So, and by doing this, we created the three main gods. There is Brahma, no N at the end, Vishnu, and Shiva. So Brahma, the creator, Vishnu, the preserver, Shiva, the destroyer. These are the three main gods, the three most worshipped gods of um, Hinduism. Actually, Brahman, Brahma is actually not as popular. Um, it is actually said that Brahman came from Vishnu. Vishnu is said to be um, the most, the most powerful, I guess you can say, as well as Shiva. So those who worship vishnu you may know them as there are diff many different there are so many different sects of hinduism um it's not even funny but um those who worship vishnu are called vaishnavas or you may know them as Hare krishnas so if you see them they're like oh Hare krishna Hare krishna 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 Hare Hare, Hare rama Hare rama 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 Hare Hare. and you see them and they look like monks and they're chanting and dancing and just repeating this mantra over and over again and they seem super happy and this is the maha maha mantra this is just reciting the names of god in order to spread that that self-realization that awareness right of of vishnu um so vishnu is known to be the preserver the one who preserves the things that happen here on earth right so vishnu okay so brahma brahma is the creator you would think that brahma actually created everything that is here and that is what is said but it is actually said that brahma came from vishnu that vishnu was the first one here and that 
that Brahma came out of uh, Vishnu's belly button or something like that, which was very interesting. I haven't looked too much into that, but I know that Brahma does create universes in parallel parallel realities, all of that. He creates worlds, creates this, creates that. Um, so he is very much a creator. But the main ones that are worshipped for some reason are Vishnu and Shiva. Now Vishnu, Vishnu is the preserver. He maintains everything, maintains the balance, makes sure everything is okay. All of that. Now Shiva, Shiva is the destroyer. Shiva is the one that will end everything in the end. Vishnu is, I mean not Vishnu, sorry. Shiva, Fish, Shiva is the Kali Yuga, is Kali, the destroyer, the end of times, right? So, these three main gods, right? A story, a story was that they're, okay, before there was Shiva, there was only Brahma and Vishnu, right? And now, there was this one time where Vishnu and, uh, Brahma and Vishnu were, like, fighting about, I guess, who was the most powerful, or who who was the actual creator, or I don't know, something like that. We, they were arguing over something, and out of nowhere, while they're fighting, a giant beam of light separates them, right? Goes all the way up into the air, and is this powerful beam, huge beam of light that they cannot pass. They can't even get near it without, like, being pushed off or getting shocked, and they're like, what the hell? Like, what is this that I cannot defeat? So, both of them start going at it, like, trying to you know get to the beam and try to see but you know nothing that they do can get to this beam so they both agree okay one go underneath the beam and one go above the beam to see where the source is coming from so i think vishnu goes all the way down or brahma goes all the way down and vishnu goes all the way to the top to see where is the source of this beam but it kept going for infinity they could not find the source of it they just kept going up and one just kept going down and they were like what is this so eventually they meet back at the wherever they were fighting um and they're like yeah we can't find the source what is this and then once they do that the beam collapses into itself and actually turns into shiva and that at the moment was when they realized oh man this guy we have to recognize him as one of the three main great gods of this universe or the multiverse or whatever the hell of everything eternity um so that was kind of how Shiva presented himself. I don't know how he came about. It's kind of like asking, you know, how did the universe come about? Or um, how did Brahman come about, you know? So um, that's very interesting. But anyways, so those who worship Shiva are known as Shaivites. Shaivites? Shaivites, I, I guess who can say. Um, on uh i posted the post that i posted on instagram about bhakti yoga the bhakti yoga uh episode that i advertised on instagram there is a slide there's a picture in that slide of people wearing t-lock now the t-locks that i showed in that picture are a combination of vaishnavas and of shaivites so the vaishnavas have like a golden kind of it looks like a like one of those tuning forks like a golden tuning fork going down the middle of their forehead like towards their nose um so those are the vaishnavas and there's different types of vaishnavas so it depends on the type of design and color um but the shaivites have these white lines going across their forehead some with a red line going uh vertical down so those are the shaivites and a lot of shaivites are very rugged and, and morbid kind of like the agori the agori are a type of Vaishna, uh, shaivites that um 
cover themselves in ashes and they eat dead flesh and they eat dead bodies and eat out of skulls and put bones around their bodies like human bones and they cover themselves in human ashes um mainly to show the uh that everything is divine even the dead even um you know dead ashes dead bodies that everything is divine everything is divinity everything is shiva everything is brahman right so that's that's like one sect of uh uh shaivites um but there's so many different kinds so those are the three main gods a uh, brahman's not too much worshipped um but vishnu and shiva really are worshipped and now those gods separated into like a million different ones especially vishnu so shiva shiva doesn't have and really any incarnations i guess you can say um so first let's start with shiva 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 um if you guys may or may not know there's something called shiva shakti now all of these both brahm are all both brahma vishnu uh shiva they have a female counterpart now this is to show the male and female aspect of the Tao of the universe there is male and female energy and everything and that is not just gender but energetical right so that's why we see it in human bodies there is a male body and there's a female body there is um a male animal and a female animal and this is how we procreate right but not only that there's plants there's male and female plants in order to breed the plants there's um this energy is just hosted in a lot of things and not even in gender because right now i'm just only naming gender stuff but there is also the yin and yang is the best way to describe this the energy there are two opposing energies that flow within each other to make up the universe right this is um prana and apana right so all of these gods have these female uh well the main ones have these female counterparts um so shiva shiva's counterpart being shakti and this is the combination of shiva shakti is that kundalini energy that awakening that that being in fullness with yourself right so with that shakti shakti is shakti has all of these reincarnations known as parvati um there's different stories where you know one of them would die and then one would reincarnate there's so many stories in hinduism it's really interesting um but there's so many different stories now um so shiva shiva's female counterpart is shakti or sati um she ended up dying i think uh man how did she die oh she threw she actually killed herself um because her father wouldn't accept shiva as his husband um or he like he was so upset like one time shiva so she shiva was late to their wedding and he brought like all these demons and ghouls and all this like crazy stuff because he's shiva um and the dad was not having it so the daughter threw herself into flames to show her love for shiva and to to show like i'm gonna kill myself if you're not gonna accept um you know me and shiva's love so he was devastated uh sati died and eventually was reincarnated into parvati now parvati is most known as the most popular uh wife of shiva now shiva and parvati eventually um parvati like kept trying to tell him like i'm devoted to you please marry me blah 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 but he was still so depressed over sati that he couldn't realize that 
Parvati was actually the reincarnation of Sati. Um, eventually, she proved uh, her worth or whatever. They ended up getting married. Um, and they had a kid, and their, their kid was Ganesha. Now, you may know Ganesha as the elephant god. He's the one with the elephant head, known as good fortune. He's usually with surrounded by coins and gold and he's known as the the god of good fortune wealth or prosperity um and this is shiva's and parvati's wife i mean child wife oh my god um so that's kind of like a little bit of that now parvati her reincarnations also include well shakti really um is kali kali is that that demon looking uh kind of female god that you see destroying stuff i spoke of the kali yuga this is the last phase of humanity right this is the end of times so she is known as to be destructive and all that but she's very loving and caring she's actually portrayed as that but all of it comes from love she's actually very caring and loving her symbolism is very caring and loving she's the destroyer of ego that's who shiva is the destroyer of ego of attachment to cut those bonds to help you attain that full realization um more of her counterparts are devi or durga kali ma she is she is the mother she is the mother she is the universe really um she is the mother the female aspect of the universe um while shiva being the male counterpart now shiva shiva doesn't have really have any reincarnations i don't think i haven't heard of any of his reincarnations um i think he just is maybe um and he can take form as maybe he has like their stories of him taking form as certain beings and those beings have their own names but i think they he's still shiva when he takes those forms so i don't i wouldn't say that they're reincarnations um but the one who does take reincarnations is vishnu because he is the preserver he is the one who comes down to earth all the time to preserve um you know the the unbalance or whatever's happening on earth he's the preserver so he reincarnates many times to help preserve the earth um so this is the main reason why shiva doesn't have reincarnations because he doesn't really come down to earth this is all kind of multi-dimensional stuff where all of this is happening it's not happening on earth guys this is happening in like some other dimension but on earth probably like mount kailash that's where shiva's from um i think all of that took place like in these places but on a different dimensional level or on a different vibrational frequency right so Vishnu, some of his reincarnations, Vishnu is the original, right? Some of his reincarnations are, well, his most popular ones, I can't name every single one of them. I think his first reincarnation was like a fish or something, and he had to come back as a fish to feed someone, because if he didn't feed someone, then something was going to happen, or, and then he came as a monkey, and then he eventually started coming as a human. Um, I think maybe his first human reincarnation might have been Ram or Rama, um, but I'm not too sure if that was his first human incarnation, but that is one of his most popular reincarnations, is Ram or Rama, and he is depicted with a bow and arrow, um, very, uh, princely, I guess you can say, I don't know too much about Ram or Rama, but I know that his reincarnation after Rama Rama was Krishna, now we all probably have heard of Krishna, Krishna is a reincarnation of Ram or Rama or Vishnu, right? One of the main gods. So when we're worshiping Krishna or worshiping Ram, we're actually worshiping Vishnu. Vishnu is, we all, everybody who worships Krishna understands that Krishna is actually Vishnu, but Krishna is a reincarnation of Vishnu. So Krishna has all these stories. He is known to be, I love Krishna. He is known to be 
this little boy, little ladies man, little trickster, little, uh, you know, prankster. He's always stealing milk from the gopis. Um, all the gopis are in love with him. All the females in uh, Vrindavan, which is where they're from, Vrindavan, um, love him. Like, every time they see him, they're like, oh, and he's like this little boy. He's like this little five-year-old that they're like, oh, Krishna, he's so cute. I wish he was my son. Like, all of the women wish that he was... Um, his son uh, i can go on talking about krishna stories because i know a bunch of krishna stories about how he came about um he's not originally from vindavan but that's where he was raised his mom like his the mother who raised him isn't his actual mom um he was raised by somebody else he was actually switched so switched so vishnu came um and gave uh I don't know the exact names of these people, but this lady, right? So this lady, she was giving birth. She was pregnant. And there was this king. I think his name was uh, Drakstar, Drakstara, I don't know, something like that. Um, But he was very bad. He was a very horrible king and ruler or whatever. And somebody came to him, I think in a dream, or maybe somebody told him that the sixth son of this lady was going to kill him. And so what she did was, what he did was imprison this lady until she kept having all these kids until the sixth kid was born so that he could kill the sixth kid so that it wouldn't kill him. So she was locked up for all these years or the whole time of the pregnancy or whatever. Um, And then, so he was waiting for her to give birth. Um, so he could kill the kid. The The second that she gave birth in her cell, right, um, time froze or something. I think Vishnu had froze time and said that he was going to switch the babies with somebody else who was in Vindavan, the lady who actually ended up raising Krishna. Um, and uh, so he, like, parted the seas so that the father could walk the baby to the to that town to switch the babies um and he vishnu went into krishna which was going to be in the the next town over or whatever wherever not in the in the cell um with that baby or whatever he switched the babies anyways and then you know time resumed and he killed the baby and once he killed the baby it was actually a little baby girl once he killed the baby once he killed it it was the spirit of um i think of vishnu and said you tried to kill me or some or something like that i don't remember what he said but he was like you tried to kill me this the son you seek is not here but far away where you'll never know and he will kill you um and ended up like disappearing or whatever into the spirit and then the baby was gone the one that he killed or whatever like it was never a baby actually or something like that so anyways the lady who whose baby that originally was the one that he killed um was a huge uh like follower of vishnu so he blessed vishnu blessed that woman with himself as her baby because she was a great deep follower or um whatever of vishnu so he granted her krishna being the mother of krishna or the mother of baby vishnu so then he he was like oh man like the, the and then the whole time that Krishna's a baby he's trying to find krishna because you know he knows he's gonna kill him so there's a bunch of stories with that um but anyways after krishna i think there was another reincarnation and then back to the buddha buddha was actually the ninth reincarnation of vishnu and buddhism came um it started in india spread it all the way all around the world we got china japan thailand um 
all of those asian countries mostly spread buddhism and buddhism eventually branched out into a bunch of different sects um but i actually found that out by learning about vishnu's reincarnations and found out that the buddhist or siddhartha Gautama was uh vishnu's ninth reincarnation or maybe eighth reincarnation um but it's very interesting stuff guys so anyways so brahma doesn't brahma doesn't really uh reincarnate mostly vishnu i don't think shiva does but there are reincarnations of the female aspect of shiva which is shakti or devi or durga um so that is that those are the three main gods and that is kind of how things branch off so now hanuman as you know hanuman he's like this monkey and well he's known as the monkey god now um he was a great uh follower of ram or rama and this is told in the mahabharata which is the story of ram or rama and hanuman and this is where bhakti yoga comes in where devotion devotion to guru or god um so hanuman is the the symbolism of that of that bhakti of that devotion to ram um so there many of these gods and, and stuff they come in from these stories and they come in from you know having kids so then ganesha ganesha has many stories of his own but he is the son of shiva and parvati parvati has her own story shiva has his own stories and then um you know ram had these wives i think ram's wife was maybe I think Ram's wife was Sita. I don't know. There's so many different kinds. There's so many different branches. If you look up Hinduism hierarchy or family tree, you're going to see how many branches there are um, and where these certain people come from and the different stories. So, and a lot of them are reincarnations of the same people, but they all branch back up to those three gods, to Vishnu, to Shiva, to Parvati, to Brahma. But those three all come back up to Brahma, the incomprehensible. And in order to try and comprehend the incomprehensible, we have to comprehend something. So we create these gods and that represents certain stuff. So, you know, we have Shiva Shakti, the male and female. We have Vishnu, the preserver. We have all these aspects. And it depends on whether what you want to worship, what calls to you more, what draws you to to whatever story that is more who are you more drawn to right and you learn many different lessons from different gods different stories um all of these different things and all of it is all it's all the same it's all the same you you know it you hear it and it comes from all these different sources and that's really what hinduism is but it's so much deeper than that it's so intense it's so it's really hard and it's it's a it's a story of its own it's a journey of its own it's so much of its own going into hinduism is starting an entire journey learning about every like it's hard to learn about everything it's hard to but it's a it's beautiful it's amazing and it's all in reverence to god it's all in reverence to brahman or the Tao or the universe or whatever it is that you want to call it source creation so that was just a little intro into Hinduism. Um, let me know what you guys want to hear more about it. If you want to hear me talk about specifically more certain people, certain gods. If you want to hear me um, talk more stories that I know of Hinduism. Um, or just anything or certain sects. More about the Gauri. Um, more about the Vaishnavas, the Hare Krishnas. Um, just just anything really so let me let me know what you guys think i have the bhagavad gita right here which is one of the main texts of hinduism there are many texts um 
one of them being the vedas the vedas are four there are four main vedas and these are this is ancient stuff guys ancient texts ancient knowledge and this is where yoga come from comes from yoga is written there's only like two chapters about asanas like physical yoga what what people practice in studios and the entire four giant things of the vedas there's only two chapters in one veda that talk about asanas so yoga physical yoga and yoga studios that you see is probably only one percent of what yoga actually is and yoga yoga itself is the practice of self-realization yoga is the practice of sanatana dharma these practices is yoga so the bhagavad-gita is one of the main main uh books of hinduism and it is a story about uh arjuna he is about to go to war with his family basically um and the person who is guiding him into war is krishna which is vishnu which is god basically so he has god as his counselor as his uh mentor talking him through this war as he's bringing as he's riding him he's the charioteer as he's riding him into war and he's giving him the knowledge of yoga and he's giving him the knowledge of war and everything that he needs to do because arjuna he doesn't want to fight his family he doesn't want to fight his loved ones but krishna guides him through this and says you know you have to do what you must do you know um it is it is an amazing story it is it's a story basically um same thing like the holy bible the holy bible is a story in its own it's many different stories within one but it kind of you know gives gets the main message out there so the Bhagavad gita is just one story and that's arjuna at war talking to krishna now the vedas the vedas where the knowledge comes from the supreme knowledge um then there's you know the mahabharata which i mentioned before with ram and hanuman and then there's the upanishads those talk about um i think that's vishnu specifically um i'm not too sure about the upanishads but those are very as as important as the bhagavad gita um there's also what else is there i think there's the upanishads the upanishads are also like the vedas i think maybe the upanishads are within the vedas it's kind of like chapters within the vedas um it's very broken down but it's so much knowledge guys it's so much and it's all based around self-realization self-awareness and self-knowledge it's really intense it's really insane and that's why i'm so drawn to hinduism because it's not like it's not like you're just listening to a religion where it's like god this god this you must do this for god and blah 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 god 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 it's telling you how to attain god within yourself to become god to become that self-realized being um i'm gonna open up a random page of the bhagavad gita and read something this is maybe something uh I don't know that either Krishna says or Arjuna says. Um, so let's see. I'm gonna scroll through. Open. All the hosts of demigods are surround are surrendering before you and entering into you. Some of them, much very afraid, are offering prayers with folded hands. Hosts of great sages and perfect perfected beings, crying all peace, are praying to you by singing the Vedic hymns. O mighty armed one, all the planets with their demigods are disturbed at seeing your great form. With its many faces, eyes, arms, thighs, legs, and bellies, and your terrible teeth. And as they are disturbed, so am I. So this sounds like Arjuna talking to um, 
Krishna. It's kind of probably towards the end where he he turns into his horrid form to destroy the entire war. He says all the various manifestations of Lord Shiva, the Adiyata, are the Atiyas, the Vasus, the Sadias, the Visvedevas. These hard these words are crazy. This Visvedevas and two Asvis, the Maruts, the forefathers, the Gandharvs the yaksas the asuras and the perfected demigods are beholding you in wonder oh all pervading vishnu seeing you and your your many radiant colors touching the sky your gaping mouths your great glowing eyes my mind is perturbed by fear i can no longer maintain my steadiness or equilibrium of mind so yeah i think that's when he he kind of showed his form and was like i am the great master or something the whole cosmic order is under me under my will it is automatically manifested again and again and under my will it is annihilated at the end this is vishnu saying that all created beings have their source in these two natures of all that is material and all that is spiritual in this world know for certain that i am both the origin and the dissolution the explanation says everything that exists is a product of matter and spirit spirit is the basic field of creation and matter is created by spirit spirit is not created at a certain stage of material development rather this material world is manifested only on the basis of spiritual energy this material body is developed because spirit is present within matter a child goes grows gradually to boyhood and then to manhood because that superior energy spirit soul is present Similarly, the entire cosmic manifestation of this gigantic universe is developed because of the presence of the super soul, Vishnu. Therefore, spirit and matter, which combine to manifest this gigantic universal form, are originally two energies of the Lord, and consequently the Lord is the original cause of everything. A fragmental part and parcel of the Lord, namely the living entity, may be the cause of a big skyscraper, a big factory, or even a big city, but he cannot be the cause of a big universe. The cause of the big universe is the big soul, or the super soul. And Krishna, the supreme, is the cause of both the big and small souls. Therefore, he is the original cause of all causes. This is confirmed in the Kata Upanishad. So that's, that, that is also said in the Upanishads. So the, the Bhagavad Gita, the Mahabharata, these are all stories. All stories that are giving us ways to understand the Upanishads and the Vedas, right? So when we speak of when it says, you know, the Lord, the Lord, Vishnu, um, Vishnu is the supreme, you know, it's not. I wouldn't take it literally, but to take it literally. So Brahman, Brahman is the incomprehensible. The way we can comprehend Brahman is through Vishnu. Vishnu is the supreme because Vishnu is Brahman. We are Vishnu. Vishnu is Brahman. We are Brahman. So when it says, my Lord, my Lord, a lot of that stuff turns off people from different types of religion and spirituality because they don't want to call things God because of what, however they were raised. They were raised Christian or Catholic and they're kind of traumatized by whatever teachings they were taught. And they don't want to consider things God. They don't want to say God. They don't want to say Lord. And it's absolutely fine because you don't have to. These are just words and titles that 
can only mention something that can't be comprehended. We can't actually say the title of God, Brahman, is only the name of something that is incomprehensible, that it probably isn't even the name because it doesn't have a name. It can't have a name because it is not tangible. So, anyways, that was just kind of some readings from the Bhagavad Gita, a little intro into Hinduism, the Upanishads, the Vedas. Um, and yeah, again, let me know what you guys think, what you want to know more about. I am gladly to do it. I'm glad I got to, you know, go a little bit into those stuff and we can kind of move on to new, new things, you know? Um, so, I'm going to. I'm going to leave us here, guys. I'm going to leave us here um to to ponder this stuff to to enjoy our halloween and ah it is what it is guys i'm so glad that we're here we're here we're here and that's all there is and i hope you have a wonderful week i am so happy um i don't know why just to to talk to you guys and i love talking to you please feel free to reach out to me my instagram is natalia of earth n-a-t-a-l-i-a of earth this planet earth and yeah if you want to check me out check it out i got a blog um i don't think i did i write uh, i wrote on wednesday um i usually write on mondays but again i told you this week was really weird if you guys want to check out my blog it's the writings of natalia.wordpress.com um but again, just go on my Instagram and all my links are there. Also on my website, there are a bunch of links, but that's also the writings of Natalia. Um, so yeah, anyways, guys, I love you so much. Um, I wish you the best of everything. Um, I wish you a wonderful week. I can't wait to speak with you again and to talk to you about some more stuff. And that's it. Uh, I will close off with a verse from the Tao. That which shrinks must first expand that which fails must first be strong that which is cast down must first be raised before receiving there must be giving this is called perception of the nature of things soft and weak overcome hard and strong fish cannot leave deep waters and a country's weapons should not be displayed.